From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Kate Orbison. It's Thursday, December 8. It would be easy to dismiss teenagers as reckless youth who aren't interested in anything beyond the TikTok and their next Saturday night. It would be easy, but it would be mistaken. It was teenagers who marched in their thousands for climate change action across the country because they stand the most to lose from a dying planet, yet they're effectively powerless to protect it. But this may be about to change. The Australian Greens will introduce a bill to lower the voting age to 16 in the new year. Is this the beginning of a youth revolution? To tell us more, I'm joined by economics correspondent for the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, Rachel Clun. Hello, Rach. Nice to see you. Rach, Australia's voting age is 18, but not so long ago it was 21. When and why did this change come about? So it was changed under the Whitlam government in 1973, but that was one of many changes we've had to our voting ages and voting rights over time. Initially, when Australia was a bunch of colonies, you had to own property to be able to vote. Women got the vote in 1908 in Victoria. That was the last state to allow women the right to vote. And voting rights for Indigenous Australians weren't nationally confirmed until the 60s. So there's been lots of change over time to to voting in Australia. Why do you think lowering the voting age is back on the table now? It's interesting. There's been quite a bit of discussion globally, I think, about uh, lowering the voting age. On that basis, Cabinet has resolved to draft a piece of legislation with a proposal to lower the age of voting for 16 for the whole of Parliament to consider. I know across the ditch in New Zealand uh, there's been a bit of talk about it. What I can tell you is that this is a matter where I hope parties feel that they're able to have an open debate and discussion that isn't based on politics but on their own values and principles. This does not mean Parliament is... And the Greens have been pushing this conversation for a few years in Australia. They've tried getting this changed for about five years now. This is just a, another go at that, at that change. So what are the justifications in the minds of supporters of this move? One contributing writer this week described being a young person, like living in a burning house, and instead of putting out the fire, the people in charge polled your neighbours to see if they should. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, 16-year-olds can get jobs, which means you're paying tax. Um, You can join the army at 17. Actually, in fact, you can apply for a job in the military when you're 16 and a half. You can drive a car. Um, so you have all of these responsibilities that are fairly adult, but you don't have the the ability to vote for people who can have an impact on those responsibilities and the way they work for you. So that that's one fairly strong argument, I guess, in favour of lowering the voting age. Are teenagers as young as 16 allowed to vote anywhere else in the world? Is there any hint that this is a trend we should be paying attention to? Well, in fact, in some parts of South America, teenagers have been allowed to vote since the 80s. So in Brazil, they brought in voting for 16-year-olds in 89. Um, And in Europe, it's also become quite a trend, I think, in some countries. So Austria is the first to allow 16 and 17-year-olds to vote in all elections, and that was in, I think, 2007. And a bunch of other countries have also allowed teenagers to vote in, you know, local state elections or local council elections and that sort of thing. Um, There's been a lot of discussion about it in the UK and... Yeah, there's discussion about it happening in New Zealand as well. So I think there's a bit more global momentum in recent years for this, but it certainly has been around for some time. 
Do we know if this is even something that Australian 15, 16, 17-year-olds really want or are they kind of content to just wait a couple more years to go to the booth? That is a really great question and I don't think that there's been a lot of research into what what teenagers actually want in this space. But when you look at what they've done recently... What do we want? When do we want it? Earlier this year before the election, schoolchildren protested about Australia's climate policies. I'm a victim of the government's continued failure to act on the climate change and I'm not happy about it. Because the government isn't doing enough to stop climate change. So we have to go out of school to protest... At Kirribilli House, there were big climate protests the year before as well, also involving a lot of school children. So there's definitely a sense that teenagers, you know, have strong feelings and thoughts about things like climate change. And I'm sure a lot of those teenagers who were in those protests would would like a say. And that we are wanting our politicians to listen to us. We aren't telling them to listen just to our parents. We're telling them to listen to us and that we want this action to happen. But some politicians will be dead set against this, won't they? Including Pauline Hanson, who in 2017 wanted to raise the voting age back to 21. 16, you think they're old enough to actually vote? Well, then maybe they should be old enough, they commit a crime to end up in, in the um, adult prisons and not in detention centres for juveniles. And this isn't the first time the Greens have tried this, as you mentioned. Uh, so what scuttled their plans then and why should we expect it to be any different this time? Yeah, well, it's interesting you mentioned Pauline Hanson because it's not just the Greens that have suggested this before. Uh, Bill Shorten, when he was opposition leader, actually, in a speech to the Young Labor, so that's the version of the political party that teenagers can join, suggested that the voting age should be lowered because, you know, they can work, they can join the military. So it's not not just the Greens that have suggested this. But in 2018, Green Senator Jordan Still John uh, put forward a private member's bill like the one that's being put forward next year, uh, suggesting the voting age be lowered to 16. Now, private members' bills, um, they're not put by a member of the government and essentially unless they have government support, they can be voted down. But what happened last time was his bill got sent to a committee. The committee looked at it, took a bunch of um, submissions, talked to a lot of people, including young people, to get their thoughts on it. Ultimately, they decided that you know, that bill in that form wasn't the way to go. Jordan's bill suggested making voting voluntary for teenagers and the committee didn't really want a a two-tier voting system in Australia. And the bill ended up just kind of dying in in the Senate. So this bill is a bit different. Um, This bill doesn't suggest making voting voluntary for teenagers, but it just says we should waive fines for, for kids who don't want to vote. So yeah, the the potential for this bill to to pass is pretty slim. Private members' bills don't, as I said, they don't tend to get that far. But it might go to a committee again and maybe the committee will decide actually in this form it is all right and then, you know, it's up to the government from there what happens next. Critics would argue that this is not a purely altruistic move on the part of the Australian Greens. Are they banking on a younger, climate-minded voting bloc to give them a bit of a bump in the polls? Oh, look, that's that's potentially absolutely one of the reasons why they want to do this. As I mentioned before, you know, lots of school children were protesting about Australia's climate policies. So um, it would make sense that a lot of these, you know, teenagers who want to vote will vote for that party. And there was recent research from the Australian National University that showed 
how people voted depending on their age group. And the people who voted Greens were typically much younger voters and they kept voting Greens, you know, through throughout elections. So, you know, it, it would be a smart move for the Greens. But, the, you know, as I mentioned before, there's also the Young Labor Party. There's also Young Liberals. So mm. teenagers of all political stripes are politically engaged. So it wouldn't necessarily just, uh, they wouldn't necessarily just vote for the Greens. So, Rach, how could this change Australian politics? Particularly, what would it mean for the future of our two-party system? It's a really interesting question. I guess if, as that ANU research suggests, younger people tend to vote more green than either Labor or Liberal, then we could have a bigger um, presence from the Greens. And the Greens' presence was significantly boosted in the federal election, actually. And that would mean that we're more likely to have more minority governments as opposed to majority governments, which we're quite used to in Australia. That form of minority government is really common in lots of parts of the world. So it wouldn't mean um, an end to democracy as we know it. It just might mean a slightly different form of it. Rach, thanks so much. Thank you. Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by Margaret Gordon with production assistance from Julia Carcatzel. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au forward slash subscribe. I'm Kate Augustin. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening. Listening.